Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Mel K Show. I have a really special guest today because we, all we keep talking about as we're touring the country and we're listening to heroes out there, including General Flynn, we keep hearing you got to get involved locally. You, you must get off your couch. You must get out there. You must engage. And today I am blessed to have on Martin Hyde. He is a man from Sarasota, Florida, who is making a big difference in a big way. And not only that, he's going to step up and do his uh, civic duty of running for Congress in Florida in his district. And uh, thank you so much for joining me, Martin. You are an inspiration. And I know my um, my listeners keep asking, what can they do? And you're the ultimate source of what can they do? So thank you for joining us. Well, you're welcome. And, you know, the, the inspiration, it comes from all around. Um, this thing kind of picked up and, and it took a momentum on it, of its own. It's often the way with these... Uh, these kind of things, you know, this was a, um, this has been a phenomenon, I think, you know, throughout America now for some time, it's kind of started with uh, the lockdowns, and then we got into the whole CRT thing, we've seen these mad mums all over the country, and uh, then, uh, you know, but dads get mad too, and, uh, you know, this isn't and wasn't really a, a politically motivated thing on my part, I'm a parent, I've got four kids, um, my 13-year-old in particular is the youngest, and, you uh, his life's been affected for 18 months and uh, we know what happens in childhood stays throughout adulthood. So it's not a question of, well, like for me at my age, you know, 18 months is maybe not the end of the world. Um, 18 months when you're 13 years old is a big chunk of change. Right, right. And um, and also as we see it unfold, we're seeing more and more that uh, not only was it unnecessary and, and uh, antithetical to what really should have happened, but also it caused so much damage in, um, in teenagers and, and younger children in terms of mental health and nobody seemed to care. And the more we learn, we know that the masks are have constantly since the, even the Spanish flu been said to cause more problems, especially in kids and all of that. So what you did finally after dealing with it, you went down and you confronted the school board and what happened that there? Well, you know, we went to the school board, you know, it's uh... They 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 they, uh, they they didn't even pretend to listen. It was quite funny because um, as much as uh, you know, uh, it, it was uh, c contentious. Uh, they were much more triggered than we were. Uh, we had a lot of fun, um, and you know that's one of the first parts of this equation. Uh, nothing to be scared of. I mean, uh, these are just ordinary people uh, that happen to have snuck into a position of authority. But, uh, you know, th th these people got nothing for you. The great thing about bullies and, and a lot of people that run for these small elected offices, they are bullies and they're control freaks, is that uh, if you stand up to them, you're back to the emperor having new cl no clothes. And um, it, was, uh, it, was, it was quite a lot of fun. There were some sad things. There was, uh, at one point, a, uh, a lady stood up and said that the board weren't listening, so she was going to pray for them, and they turned her mic off um, because they didn't want someone to pray. And, and you know, red or blue, there's, there's a lack of respect on their side that's profound. Yeah. Um, and... One of the things that they often said was, well, you know, there are children watching this. Well, I don't know many kids who watch school board meetings, but uh, if they were, um, most of the fault and the blame and the bad behavior came from the board, not from the parents. Right. I think it's amazing. I, I don't think we see a lot of uh, things happen during the COVID that I don't think the puppet masters, the, the pandemic heads really planned for, which is the awakening of people, especially parents, 
So not only what their kids are learning, which is horrendous and not education, it's actually miseducation and uneducation, but also that these, these people that run for the school boards, that they don't, they don't care about children. These, the teachers union isn't about children. It's about, it appears money, power, and some, somehow they all are like communists. They, we know that the Soros money has been fed into our, and the Bill Gates Foundation and all of these people have hijacked the school system. But I don't think we knew how bad it was. I saw when you were speaking, I'm going to put a link to it below, that they um, kept interrupting you and kind of were acting like it's none of your business what they choose to do with your child. Well, it's an extraordinary thing because actually four of the five school board members that we have don't have any kids in the school system. Um, so, you know, excuse me, they have no skin in the game. We did. Right. Um, everybody that was at the meeting was a parent or a grandparent. And our concern wasn't about scoring political points. It was about what's happening to our kids because we don't get a do-over. You know, um, that's something that they don't understand. You know, they say and they talk about loco parentis, but they don't understand that they won't know our kids in five or 10 years when they've graduated, when we're picking up the pieces. Right. Um, we're there for the, well, forever. We're, we're, we're there for the long haul. And right. um, the idea that in any way they would be uh, in a better position to judge, I mean, it's just another example of government overreach. We've seen it everywhere. Um, school boards are no different, but uh, we got our own back. And yeah. uh, that's, that's a big part of the message that uh, we're trying to share about what, what happened here in Sarasota. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone ever even thought about the school board because they're so busy raising your family, doing what, I mean, until this whole, uh, co well, actually the last four years, but certainly the last 19 months, so much has been revealed that it is shocking. And you know what? It is our fault. Uh, we have to take responsibility, we the people. And that's why action now, there is no choice. I feel like we're in like 1775 and, you know, they were pastors and teachers and parents and they didn't want to fight. They had no choice. And I feel like we're in the same place, just in a different sense, because it's not a war with muskets and and, you know, battlefields. It's a it's a psychological war and an intellectual and an information war. And it can get volatile, but we're not there yet. So what you did was you went out there and you organized an event. And tell us about how you did that, how you went about that and what happened. Well, what, what the, the process uh, that they, they had to have public meetings to uh, impose this, uh, this uh, mask uh, mandate, um, 67 counties in Florida, only about a half a dozen went to a mask mandate with no parental opt-out. Um, Sarasota did because, and all the other school boards that did in Florida were Democrat run. And uh, anybody that turns around and says that's a coincidence, it'd be wrong. Um, this falls all the way down from, uh, from Sleepy Joe. And uh, what we're left with was uh, limited choices. A medical exemption was the only way that we'd be able to let our kids uh, breathe and see, uh, see their friends and see their, uh, their teachers. So uh, we, uh, at first, uh, there were a few local uh, physicians uh, that, uh, that, that uh, complementary medical physicians who, who signed a lot of medical exemptions. But the school board moved the goalpost and made very tight um, regulations. So as of September the 10th, all of those uh, medical exemptions that have been signed, several hundred, were voided. Oh. And so what we did was uh, in uh, we, we found a venue, um, a place called The Hollow, which is a wonderful place uh, in the south part of the county here in Venice, uh, run and owned by a, a tremendous patriot. And um, 
we uh, we found and uh, some physicians, some licensed medical professionals that fit the criteria. We set them up um, at and like a, a medical office and facility with nursing staff at the front. We went through vital signs and all of the basic protocols. We didn't really advertise it because uh, we, you know, we, we were aware that we only had a set number of physicians. And obviously we, we knew that uh, we'd had to have people standing outside waiting. Um, so we didn't really know. And uh, it was uh, set to start at noon last Sunday. Uh, by 10 o'clock, the car park was getting full. And uh, we realized that we'd perhaps bitten off more than we could chew. Um, we gave out over 5,000 uh, bottles of water and, uh, and Gatorades during the course of the day. We cooked over 1,000 burgers and hot dogs. Um, there was a spirit amongst the, uh, the people that was incredible. But to give some people some idea of how important it was to people, people arrived at 10 in the morning. The last person left at midnight. Oh, uh, wow. Think about That's 14 amazing. hours in 100-degree heat and humidity with kids running around and, 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 you know, no electronics, no video game, no shade. Um, that's how important it was. But as an inspiration, it, it was incredible. Um, everybody that came away, they didn't just come away with a mask exemption. Uh, they came away with a renewed sense of spirit, a, a renewed sense of can-do. And, and that translates and permeates to everything. Um, so it was, it was tremendously exciting. You know, we had General Flynn came down and, and, and spoke to a lot of people and, and wandered around that was uh, inspiring for a lot. Um, but the most inspiring thing were the kids wearing their, uh, their red, white and blue, the, the parents, people sharing what they had. Right. Um, and, and I didn't hear anybody talk really about politics. They talked about freedom. Right. Um, they talked about the country that they live in and how much they love their kids. Um, so all the negative in the media and super spreader event and all the other crap that they came out with, um, this could be done anywhere. This could be done any county, any state. Um, and, and, and what a joy to go into the schools in the Monday morning, hand them in their medical exemption and say, take that. Right, right. And, you know, this is so great because I've been uh, traveling around the country with um, the reawakening tour and with some other tours and some smaller groups. And uh, we I was just in Kentucky and then I was in Alabama. And the, the thing is, like you said, the media is making us think not only did uh, Pelosi and all them, they turned patriotism, loving America, respecting and loving the Constitution, respecting and loving the history into some kind of that now anyone who, who's a patriot is a domestic terrorist, just like Nazi Germany, you know, or any of these other Mao's China, whatever, Stalin, they flip it upside down so that they can say, you know, us and them. Now we have the vaccinated, unvaccinated. It's all divide and conquer. It's terrible. But then you go to these events and you're like, we're the majority. I am fully convinced that outside of D.C., New York and the Northeast, because I'm from New York City, and then the California, in the middle of America and all over like uh, Texas, Florida, everywhere, are so many patriots that feel isolated because of the media and because of the narrative and the censorship. But don't you feel that when you get them together, there's such a sense of love of God and country and, and family and children that they're hiding. They're hiding it. It's why people go to Trump rallies. A lot of people misunderstand and they, you know, the media, of course, call it a cult and all that sort of stuff. But you know, the main reason people go, and, and we had a big one here in Sarasota on July the 3rd. Right. And same sort of thing. We had people waiting for 10 hours 
Um, in, and it rained heavily, big storm. Nobody left. Nobody left. Why? Was it because they really wanted to see President Trump? Sure, to a point. But really, they were just happy to be around people like them. Right. That's what it was. It was like a block party. Right. It wasn't like a political rally. Most of the people that go to these things have never been political. And what's driven us? And, and this is a big thing. You know, the Democrats, are, 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 you know, use an English term, overegg the pudding here. They've gone too far. They always do. Right. And that's the joy of it, because then it come back and bite them in the backside next year. Um, we've had a taste over the last 18 months of what uh, a form of governmental control would be. We've had an increased taste of that over the last seven or eight months. A shocking thing yesterday that um, is tangential to what we're talking about here, the uh, sleepy guy there in the, in the White House, um, really committing potentially an act of manslaughter. You know, if I take the keys out of an ambulance while it's going uh, about right. to pick somebody up and take someone out and, and they die as a consequence, um, I'd be up for man too. Um, and Absolutely. you've got a, a president implying uh, on a political thing, on a bias, that he's not going to allow monoclonal antibodies to be uh, shipped in the volumes or the numbers needed to certain states. And he said it on the basis of equity, but um, that's just spin. He, he arguably, I don't know if think it's him, but someone behind there, there, whoever's behind the curtain, arguably they want these people to die. Yeah. Yeah, I would say uh, it's a mixture of the CCP and the international banking cabal that's taken over our country in the United Nations. But you know what? There's still not enough people awake to that truth. And uh, yeah, I mean, everything that they've done, basically, they use the uh, COVID to rip up our Bill of Rights. And, you know, it's it's unbelievable to me. We need to start really just saying no. And, and there's, there's so many people What's been shocking to me is uh, living in New York City, especially in New York City has really not fought back. Uh, we are right now, every state, every city, every town should be looking at New York City in horror. What is going on there, it, it, first of all, they've actually set up segregation because, um, you know, it, they're saying if you're unvaccinated, you can actually not participate in regular life activities. Then they have this QR code you have to download to show literally like Nazi Germany without any shame to this. And there is no way out. There is no exemption, no religious, no health exemption. And they're enforcing it. And, and this is for anyone that survived any small business or restaurant or gym that happened to have survived the last 18 months, which is very few. And, and they're just lying about what's going on there. Now, you are taking the next step to change things, you are actually going to be running for Congress, correct? I, I am running for Congress. Awesome. Um, we need we need candidates throughout the country. You know, one of the biggest problems, and, and you touched on it there, um, isn't the lunatics on the other side. They've always been nuts. Um, it's the fact that quite a lot of the Republicans uh, in the establishment were asleep at the wheel. Right. Um, and they were weak. You know, they've been playing touch football and talking about, well, let's do it the nice way. And the other side have been taking the quarterback and slamming him into the dirt. And um, we've just been sitting there and saying, ah, well, what's going on? Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy. We, we don't have really conservatives or many levels of leadership in the parties. And uh, the reason I chose to run for Congress uh, about six months ago, I declared, was because uh, we have a congressman here who's a Republican, uh, supposedly, 
Um, but when you kick the tires on it, um, the one that tipped me over the edge, he was voted with seven Republicans, uh, just seven, to uh, on HB8, which was a gun control background check bill. But that was that was the tip of the iceberg. You know, this is a guy that voted with just three Republicans to stay in the Paris Climate Accord. He, he voted to, uh, wow. to certify the election, of course. He, he sent a tweet out that night criticizing everybody that was at the Capitol. Uh, he voted against Trump's uh, veto on the defense bill, so we didn't get the chance to attack Section 230. So when people say, is he a rhino, I say, well, what do you think? That's a long enough nest? And that's the, that's the tip of the iceberg. It's not about me, though. Um, I'm doing it because... Um, I got thick enough skin and uh, enough resources um, to uh, to go up against the establishment, and that's the real fight here. Yep. Uh, the real fight is the establishment. Yeah, you know, we know that we've got a cabal on the other side. You mentioned that traitor. Well, he's not really a traitor because he's not American. Soros. Right. Um, he's a traitor to the planet. He's a traitor well, you know, to I, the I, planet. That's the guy that broke the Bank of England back in right. the 90s. He's a criminal on its face. You know, if I did those kind of things, I'd expect to spend the rest of my life in jail. Right. Um, exactly. I saw a picture of him with his son uh, and Pelosi just the other day, and it, it made me feel nauseous. But that's not new information. You know, that stuff's been around there for a long time. What is a problem and something that uh, many more people need to stand up. And it's right down the board too. It's not just about Congress, it's the school board, right. uh, it's county commissions, it's city commissions, it's hospital boards. We need patriots. We need America first candidates. And General Flynn's right. It starts locally. It starts with the smallest stuff. An awful lot of things that happen locally affect your daily life. And we've seen this 50 years, they've been taking the school boards and they've gone from education to indoctrination. Um, you don't have to be a sophisticated, you don't have to have a degree in political science. You just have to have some common sense. And you have to cover a couple of history books and, and look back and see what didn't work before and that won't work going forward. And, and, and the things that work, hard work, industry, you know, love of country, love of God, those are the things that matter. Um, you know, critical race theory and uh, quantitative easing and uh, telling everybody that they're entitled to something that never has worked anywhere. Um, and that's why I'm running. I, I'm not running to glorify Martin Hyde. I, I frankly have the willies about going to D.C. It's a dreadful place. I don't know how much time you've spent there. It's uh, yeah. it's a godforsaken place. I mean, it's hell on earth. Yeah, um, exactly. But we have... We, we, we do, you know, you do get the government you deserve. We do have the ability to change it. And um, 2022 is as good a time as any to start trying to do that. Right. Yeah. And the other thing, though, we have to also remember between now and then is every person in America in every county has the right to ask for an audit. And what people aren't um, paying attention to as much as they should, which is, OK, we I mean, I'm fully convinced I've talked to enough people, seen enough evidence that the uh, election was completely hijacked and stolen, not from Trump, but from we the people sure. and Trump, you know, they're dealing with it. Um, I had on Patrick Byrne and some other people, you know, you've met Flynn. They're fighting yeah. the good fight on that level. But the problem is what you just said is that the down ballots were cheated, too, and the down ballots affect us and our children and our communities. And the biggest thing is. We have sheriffs in there, we have judges, we have AGs and people that really, really make a difference in how our lives function on a daily basis locally that also cheated, that do not belong there, that are not duly elected. And even with our school boards and all of that. So if people are in a local community and it's a county, it doesn't matter if it's 400 people or 12 million. 
if they're seeing that like their sheriff seems to be full on uh, pu- pushing the, the mandates and all of that, they should be looking into, well, it, was that race legitimate? What happened in that race? And if we all, it doesn't matter if Trump won the county or not, it matters that everyone that is seated in that county was voted in by the people from that county. And another thing that I've been thinking about, I wonder what you think. Um, I feel like the same about you about DC. I look at it and I just think, first of all, I the whole thing with Republican and Democrat at this point to me is just a psyop to let we the people think that we have a choice because the cheating has been going on for 20 years, at least, if not longer. And with the voting machines and all of that, and then they're all in on it. They have to all be in on it to allow it to have gotten to this point. And then on top of that, none of it's constitutional. None of none of this is constitutional. I feel like we got to go back to the straight up meaning of what was supposed to be by our founding fathers and the Federalist Papers and then the Constitution, which is the Constitution, you know, the Bill of Rights and the Bible. And mm-hmm. every state, I feel like, and I'm glad that you're running, I feel like every state has to take back their autonomy, their sovereignty, get get D.C., get the the federal craziness out of the states, clean up the states first then have the states decide what do we want D.C. to look like going forward? Because what it is now is exactly what Jefferson warned us about. Well, you know, yesterday was Constitution Day. You know that. And uh, it was such an ironic thing that uh, yesterday was Constitution Day. And there's Joe basically trying to say uh, to uh, to crush state rights. Um, and, you know, after uh, Constitution Day, of course, our actual Bill of Rights was enshrined and, and people I, I read an article where someone said, well, it's not perfect. You know, it's about as near to perfect as you could possibly get. And it is what it says it is. And it's certainly not up to some uh, liberal that's been in D.C. for five minutes. There's so much wrong. I mean, the fact is that uh, it was never meant to be a career. And, and this cuts both ways on both sides. You know, Biden, we know, has never had a real job and become a multimillionaire regardless of that. You know, you look at his salary and then look what he's got. They're all like that, though. You've got people on our side. You know, I saw Chuck Grassley's thinking about running again in Iowa. He's 89 years old. Um, what, why would you, you know, we used to laugh about Russia with his Politburo and these sleepy right. old communists in the back. And, and, and what have we got? And, 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 and with age comes some degree of experience and wisdom. <clears throat> but, you know, 90, um, I'm sorry, no, that, that, that just doesn't make any sense. But the bigger part is not their age is this entitlement and establishment. And when people and the founding fathers, of course, and then they had their sessions, they were for a couple of weeks, four weeks, and then they went back to their farms and to their lives. And arguably, not only does that stop them becoming dependent and then creating an establishment that, that, that you know, turkeys don't vote for Thanksgiving, obviously. It, it, it's not just that. It, it, it's also the fact that um, you, 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 you're, you're separating uh, the, the world to, to, to elites. Um, I've met quite a lot of these people. And, uh, you know, the harder you kick the tires, the, the more rotten the whole system is. You touched on, uh, you know, local district attorneys. Absolutely. You start talking about judges. Absolutely. You're not getting a fair crack. That's why... Here in Florida, you know, the uh, the governor's uh, mandate on no mask got challenged because in certain courts, it's predictable. You know that you're going to get a, a, a blue le- uh, reading and then, you know, in the next court, you might get a red one. Um, but there's a tremendous amount that's, uh, that, that, that's wrong, but there's not much that we couldn't fix. We right. need honest people. Term limits. 
is actually just about the biggest one. Washington was right. We didn't want to return to King George. He said that. Um, and that's why he said that a president shouldn't become a king. Yeah. And uh, what we allowed to do, though, by not having congressional term limits is that we've created a whole deity, a whole bunch of kings and noblemen. And uh, that's against the interest of everybody else. You know, Self-interest, as most people know, is most people's only interest. If they had term limits, they would know that it's over. It's, there's no point in feathering your nest. When I see, you talk about campaign finance as a good example, the, the, the lobbyists, um, I, I, I look at the money that uh, my opponent got um, donations and he's getting money from, say, Microsoft. Right. Well, why would Microsoft be interested in uh, left turn Vern Buchanan? No interest whatsoever, except the status quo. You know, he's on the ways and means, you know, they've all got their contracts. Right. And, and the thing that really makes me sick is when the lights go off and the TV cameras away and they're all pals. You know, it's 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 horrifying. Even even when I watched 9-11 that day and I saw, you know, these people who I, I look at now that I've really looked into it as traitors. But we have uh, the Bushes, the Clintons, the Obamas, mm -hmm. the Bidens standing there. Uh, acting as if they're they're heartbroken and it's over America for one day they're acting like that and all I thought looking at that was what a bunch of frauds you know that really don't care about we the people and and I also thought the same thing people were like look at them all together they used to be rivals no they were never rivals no. they were always on the same team they always went to the same events those Trump was the outsider yeah. But at a time, Trump was an insider, too, that all of them embraced, you know. I mean, Bill and Hillary went to his wedding with Melania, you know. So you have to always look at the, the picture that, no, we're, we the people are the ones that have to look at the truth and do something about it. Now, you're going to be running, and uh, something you just brought up is really important. I think a lot of people don't run for two reasons. One they don't want their, because it's become a blood sport on the left and they try to take you down. They try to go through your history, tear apart your family, find whatever they can. So you need to have that, like you said, thick skin, but even more than that, that shouldn't be the case. Why? Like, where have we gotten that people that want to run for the right reasons that love God, country, their children, their family, want the government to leave us alone, have to go through being bullied and beat down just to run for office, even in the smallest position. And then the second thing is the most important to me, which is getting the money out, the whole lobbying thing, the money, all of that. So I've met some people that want to run. But like you said, the somehow Soros or Bloomberg or Steyer or Microsoft or Gates, they're pumping money into local elections where the other guy has like twenty, thirty thousand dollars raised. And the and suddenly this guy has millions and it's it's for like the local judge in, uh, you know, some county that has 800 people. And you're thinking, how is this possible? Is there any I, I think those two things are so key to address. It, it, it's always been incongruous, hasn't it? I mean, uh, you know, other countries don't really allow it to the extent that we do. You know, your congressional salary is about 170 grand. And uh, most congressional races like mine will go for three million dollars every cycle. Now, that's 20 times or like close to 20 times the salary. Now, anybody says, why is that now? Arguably, yeah, is it because there's a pot of gold there for the congressman there? Are they going to get bags of money and bribes? I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe. Uh, but I think the, the bigger thing and the big con, and, and that's why everybody's a useful idiot, really, in that sense, including the congressman, is that 
They're being played by the people that are giving them the money. They've upped the ante. No ordinary person can find $3 million for a job that pays 170 grand every two years, don't forget. It's not forever. I mean, every two years. Um, so what happens is that the control stays with the money. And where's the money come from? It comes from big pharma. It comes from big tech. Um, it comes from uh, the Soros's and uh, of this world. Um, you know, if we're looking for a revolution, you know, it's not about cutting our freedoms. Um, it's about squeezing back on, on these kind of things. One of the biggest prohibitions to, uh, to people running for office is the lack of money. I don't think it's a question of um, giving people money to run. I, I think there should be absolute limits on what people can spend. Right. Um, and it shouldn't be more than a multiple of the, of, of the job. You know, if it's 170 grand, maybe that should be the max that you could spend. And, you know, if somebody wants to pony up and spend their own money, maybe you could argue that's fair enough. But taking money, uh, you know, two thirds of the money my opponents had is from out of state. Right. Um, they've never met him, but they just know that they like the status quo. Right. And they know that that person will follow orders. Basically, when you have, uh, you know, uh, elected officials all over this country that work walk in lockstep with things that make no sense and are terrible for America. I mean, I'm at a place where I truly believe that this uh, this whole U.N. and all the stuff that I've watched that we are right now at a at a really scary place where I believe that the CCP slash U.N., and the central bankers basically out of really at the top of the snake is out of Switzerland, that they really have right, right. This close to uh, having America. They're one of their nation states that they've been hoping for with this one world government. And we have to stop it. And there's no choice right now. Now, um, the other thing that I wanted to ask you about is when, um, when you say, say when you do go to DC, because I have a feeling you're going to win, um, what, what do you see, um, we could do there by pulling back our power into our local, our, our governments in our states? Because I, I feel like DC needs to really have a reckoning. Well, it does. And, you know, that's why it has to be a whole thing and across the board. And, and that's why, um, the likes of General Flynn and, and everybody that's waking people up and, and having them realize that, uh, we actually do have the power, you know, there's, you know, eight, 70 odd million people voted for President Trump. We don't believe, obviously, that 80 million people were even alive to vote for Joe. So um, if it came to it, you know, you think about the revolutions, the French Revolution, you know, they take the Robespierre, they take the people and put their heads on a, on a pike. We don't need to do that. We just need to make sure that... Um, they're on they're on notice. I, I think they've really gone too far this time. Um, some of the things that we've talked about, you know, when Joe turned around the other day and said he was losing patience, you know, I don't know who's writing his script because obviously he doesn't have the cognitive skills to uh, right. to do it. But but it, it's really egregious and shocking, and they really have lost the plot to the extent that they think they can get away with it. So what can we do? I, I like I said, I think term limits is a big one. I think campaign finance reform. I think the biggest one, though, that we could do immediately uh, is uh, is the Telecommunications Act 1996, the Section 230. We've right. got to get the power away from big tech, uh, from these media companies. Uh, we used to have laws in this country, antitrust laws, um, that stop people dominating because it's against the public interest. Right. I'm generally in favor of uh, free enterprise but not giving it to uh, Zuckerberg and Dorsey um, so that they can fabricate a narrative. Because honestly, it's disturbing. Even people that I know sometimes say, well, you can't say that. I say, what do you 
really can't say that. That's why I came to America. You know, right. 25 years ago, I left a country where you couldn't say that to come to a place where I could. And suddenly I'm being told I can't say that. Right. And I'm told that because of cancel culture and endemic and wokeness, um, which has been developed largely unfettered by the media. And we need to change section uh, 230. You know, that was the the, uh, the thing that President Trump tried to do before he left office. Right. Because if you control the narrative, and that's what Goebbels did there, as you know, in Germany, you know, propaganda is a powerful thing. That's how they got people goose-stepping down the straße. That's how they get people. You know, I, I saw a video the other day of a girl, a little kid, two years old on a plane. You may have seen this with that's a mask sorry. on with asthma. And what was disturbing wasn't really the, the cabin crew. I guess they were working according to policy. What was disturbing was the comments of some of the passengers. Get her off. She's a super spread. And I'm, I'm thinking, these people have lost their minds. This is a two-year-old baby um, with asthma who's struggling to breathe. What did they want? They want a pillow, pillow over the head? That's how far they've lost it. I saw a documentary about uh, survivors from the uh, SS in uh, Germany in the... Uh, in the 30s, and um, they explained that it just became normal because everybody was doing it. Right. Um, and that's why the media control is terribly important. That's why what you do is important. That's why what all of the, and I hate that term, alternative media, because uh -huh. uh, uh, it, it's not really, it's just media, but um, it's terribly, terribly important that people don't feel alone because that's where courage comes from. That's why these marches, you know, I, I, I genuinely think you know, I remember after President Trump won and they had that crap, uh, you know, march for women and oh, all that God. sort of stuff and all that sort of uh, nonsense. I, I think we're at a point, and they do this in Europe, if you've seen it, freedom marches, even yes, in I have like Germany, it. in Britain. Uh, they've had some even in Australia, as woke as they've become. Um, and, and, and we need to start thinking about running some of those things here, not just what they're talking about in DC today with, a, right. with yeah, about the people that uh, have been locked up because of the, uh, the capital. But I'm talking about just generally saying, hey, listen, guys, it's enough. We're not playing anymore. Right. Um, this is the land of the free. And uh, we have constitutional rights. And uh, every time I hear people say, well, government has this interest and that interest, government is for us, not the other way around. Yeah. And uh, that is that is a fact. And what you just said is so important. And this is why, like my mother, for, for example, she's 80. She lives in Florida. She didn't. She felt very alone where she is in Florida. Lots of Democrats inexplicably, yeah. but a very, very uh, Palm Beach County, a very uh, corrupt county, in my opinion. Um, so she felt alone. So she started a little we, we the people group at her. She lives in an elderly community. And she thought nobody would come. And the first time, like 14 people showed up. Then two weeks later, there's 40. Now there's 100 when they have their meetings. And it just opened up people's eyes because another thing that's happened over the last year and a half with these crazy unscientific lockdowns is isolation. And it helped their narrative because they were isolated. People are isolated. A lot of elderly people still watch CNN and still read the New York Times as if they're not complete and total globalist propaganda and and completely out to ruin our country but they don't know that whatever so it's really nice to see and anyone can do that and and anyone can do what you did too which is organize something like that people have to start doing that because like you said before about bullies these people who are who are running for these recurrently running and are put up by these soros money 
men and Microsoft, they're bullies. And uh, bullies are scared when you show up with a group of people that won't that won't back down. And I think the group thing is very important. Well, it's interesting what you said, you know, not to condone the worst excesses of it, but I wasn't as disturbed about uh, January the 6th as some people said, because on some level, you know, take back the, the worst excesses of it. It wasn't a bad reminder to those people in those marbled halls um, who they work for. You know, they were closed up and they were, to, but frankly, they mostly hadn't met a constituent in a long time, unless they were rolled in on their best behavior. You know, we do a lot of stuff. We were at an event last night. You mentioned those Patriot groups, you know, again, 50, 60 people. We just went down there and said hi and we, you know, congratulated them and uh, on coming together and organizing themselves. But they said, well, you know, you're running for Congress and you're here with us. I said, well, I would work for you. Of course right. I would be here. Um, and they said, well, we asked Buchanan and uh, my opponent and, and, and you know, didn't even get a, re a retire, re reply call back. And, you know, had this girl disappeared, I think it was in Utah this week, and there's right. been a lot of stuff uh, talked about where she is. I want to know where all our elected officials have been. Um, I, I think that, you know, I'm very concerned about Buchanan. I haven't seen him in months. Right. Um, where are these people? What do they do? Right. I mean, what, what what's going on in Congress? What's going on in the state houses? You know, if you look at the legislative session and say, well, they only get 35 grand a year. Well, but they only work about five weeks. Right. I know. I don't know what they do. And they go to D.C. and they forget who they work for. That's the most important thing. And organizing this way. See, I personally think that um, nine, uh, nine 11, that one six was a false flag operation to dissuade we the people from fighting back. Because to me, you know this too, in the constitution actually, it is constitutional that when it becomes where we are right now, like Jefferson said, when um, the, uh, the elected officials are no longer by the people for the people and they've become a tyranny, basically we have a little oligarchy monarchy down there in that little 10 by 10 parcel of known as DC. But when it gets to that point, we have a constitutional right to start a militia. And the thought of militia to these people is like, oh, the proud, but they, they, they've sullied it so much that the whole concept has become, oh, those domestic terrorists. But no, that's not what it is. When you're defunding the police, you're causing division with Black Lives Matter and Antifa and women's, all these marches and all this, and then calling it peaceful when it's full on riots and all of this stuff that they've created in the streets and continue to create. And then, we, then they, they want to take our guns, which we can never allow. And which is one reason that we're still standing here. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we do have the right to protect ourselves, A, and B, to form constitutionally backed militias when our government has become this tyrannical. And that's and I think one six was set up to scare us into using that constitutional well, right. You know, I was there on uh, January the 6th. I stayed at the Watergate Hotel, actually, ironically, the night before. And I walked down the hill there. And uh, by the time I got there at nine o'clock in the morning, you, you probably remember it was a very cold day, very windy. Yeah. But the crowd was always back to the monument even by then. And, and most of us didn't go through the security because we wanted to keep our flags and our hats and stuff, and, the, and they wouldn't let us do that. Um, but, you know, the overwhelming feeling of that, just like at a Trump rally, just like we had at our mask event there, was one of camaraderie. Um, sure, people were frustrated, and, 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 and arguably 
um, we absolutely had a point. Nobody has ever said and been able to prove and, uh, the, the validity of the election, and they never really allowed us to litigate it. They kept talking about standing. They never actually wanted to kick the tires and actually get a few out and, and, and do something. They could have done if they'd have wanted to, right. but they didn't want to because they knew that it was very tight. You know, we know it was less than 200,000 votes. Um, right. nationally, we're talking about the, the places that mattered or the ones that they, uh, they, they they manipulated, what happened in Georgia, what happened in Arizona, Pennsylvania, all of those places were extraordinarily uh, corrupt. If they'd have happened in another country, we'd have said, ah, oh, well, that's what you get in third world, you know, right. banana republics. But that's what happened in America. And then the suckers, the sheep, uh, we've, we've fed this line of, well, these other people, you know, they're just bad losers and they're criminals and uh, they're insurrectionists. And maybe history, I believe, will show that actually we were the people that brought us back from the brink, uh, that saved us uh, from becoming a communist country. Right. And uh, when people say, oh, that'll never happen, it's two thirds of the way there. Right, right. And also, you brought up something really important before that I talk about a lot. I was when I was younger, I was really into this writer, Hannah Arendt, who wrote The Origins of Totalitarianism and uh, Eichmann in Jerusalem, The Banality of Evil. And uh, what we have to remember, like you just brought up, the reason that we also need to find politicians and people, politicians, find people like you to be become yeah, not politicians. Politician. I hate politicians. Right, right, right. I was like, that's why I said that. I said, we got to replace the politicians with what was intended, which are good People representatives that that's what they are it's not right. politics it's right. a representative job right and we but we also we can't really leave a void either because there's a lot so we need to we need to also in our own communities find martin hides find yes. people that are legitimate good people that are vetted and you know that they're going to be working for we the people and our local community first america first we the people first and, and that's that's going to be um, a real big task. People really have to look around and encourage uh, good leaders in their communities to step up and get out there because there's, there should be a full cleansing at this point. And um, I agree with you because the problem is a lot of these people are following orders. You know, when Eichmann, he was the only Nazi, he was the architect of the trains, the only Nazi tried in Israel, which is controversial as it is. But, you know, his excuse was the I was following orders. It was I, I, I remember watching that trial and uh, the movie of it was fascinating yeah. stuff. And of course, that is always the defense, the Nuremberg defense, you know, uh, well, I, you know, it's just following. What can I do? When people start goose stepping down the strasse, um, it's just an example. We talk about sheep and we understand that if you push the sheep from the back, if you watch the wildebeest running across the prairie, they all running. They don't know why. Right. Um, they're just all running. And um, exactly. Just, the same thing applies here. And that is why getting back the media is vital and breaking these monopolies and, and taking these people uh, like Dorsey, um, like Zuckerberg. I mean, I think they should be in prison, but uh, if we can't put them in prison, let's take their monopolies away. Let's break these down into individual state concerns, um, individual 50 states, 50 companies. Um, and then they wouldn't be able to have the control. They wouldn't be able to exercise this global domination because it is scary. You know, I studied and we all did uh, 1984 and Orwell when I was a kid. Um, and 
the story and teachers would have said, well, of course, that'll never happen. And it was more a reflection on totalitarianism and uh, everything else. But actually, if you look at the Ministry of Information, we're absolutely there. Right. Absolutely there. We're right. not nearly there. And so 2022, and, and, and when I say 2022, it's now through Christmas to establish and organize and motivate, find people, get in groups, talk to people. Because in 2022, we not only have to take back both houses, we have to crush that. We have to send a message to the White House that, dude, it's over. The only thing you're going to spend doing for the next two years is packing your stuff up and making sure that your attorneys are on retainer because you are not only going to be indicted, you're going to be criminally charged. When your son is selling crappy art for hundreds of thousands of dollars and uh, we're not even allowed to know who's buying it, when your son is uh, a legal uh, you know, a consultant for, uh, for foreign countries and then uh, we know that he's uh, got all of his other kinds of problems and nobody says anything about it, that's because the media is controlled. And uh, that's dictatorship 101. If we can turn 230, if we can turn that back up, we can win in 2022. 2024, we're going to have the third election victory for Donald Trump, his second term, um, and things are going to be good. So as dark as it looked maybe on January the 6th or January the 7th, I'm, I'm actually really excited about 2022. Right. But to your point, we need to keep banging the drum for citizen involvement. Everybody counts. You know, it's not a question of uh, waiting for somebody else. As you know, the old saying, um, Bad things to happen is for good people to do nothing. Right. And uh, that's key. Good, good people need to participate. There were good people on the Capitol on January the 6th. Trust me, I, I was there. I know they were good people. That's just been a complete false flag the whole way down. But locally here, everywhere that I meet, I meet good people everywhere. People that care about other people. That's one of those false flags, too. You know, that liberals are nice and we're mean. It's the opposite. I know. They're the meanest, cruelest, hardest most wicked people because they really think that we should be wiped off the face of the earth right i just right. feel pity for them i don't hate them yeah yeah and most of them honestly are godless and and they they hate america and and you know and why 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 be here why run right it's it's crazy but uh yeah i feel the same way and i'm so grateful to meet you um everyone has to vote for you because i have to tell you we need people like you in dc i i've watched you i'm listening to you I know you won't go down there and become part of the swamp. And that's the problem that people, we need people that have fortitude and integrity. And Martin, I'm going to put all your stuff below. I have a hundred percent faith that God will lead you to victory and you will start a, um, a domino effect of change in DC that we desperately need. I'm so grateful you're here. I hope you keep it up. Um, I know you are. And uh, I'm really, really, I I'm amazed and happy that General Flynn uh, saw you and showed up and is supporting you as well, because I look to General Flynn as the, the hero uh, of our time. And no matter how much they persecute him, um, I feel him and people like you are the leaders we need. And I really appreciate you being here today. Uh, Martin Hyde, it will be a congressman, God willing, uh, as soon as possible. We need you in there. And uh, come back anytime and uh, good luck. And I will be telling everyone in Florida about you and sharing this everywhere with all, everyone I can find because it's not just about Florida, everyone. You got to support every candidate that's positive everywhere in the country, no matter where you are. We need a, a massive awakening down there. And Martin's going to be one of those pieces. So thank you so much for coming.
Hey, thank you very much. It was a real pleasure. You have a thank great day. You. Stay around, stick around, and I, I will uh, see you again soon as we get closer to the elections. Thank you. Oh, so I'm not much. going anywhere. You have a great day. Bye bye. Bye bye.